Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'nfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina Wa min sayyiyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillala Wa man yudlil falahadiyala Ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Sarawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh Amma ba'd Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu Taqullaha haqqa tuqatih Wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhal nas Taqu rabbakumul ladhi khalqakum min nafsin wahida Wa khalqa minha zawjaha Wa batha minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nisaa وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر أمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد فقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم وَلَا تَلْبِسُوا الْحَقَّ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَتَكْتُمُوا الْحَقَّ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says what means. And do not mix the truth with falsehood, nor hide the truth while you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah, He is addressing the Yahud and those who are similar to them. يقول تعالى ناهيا لليهود وغيرهم وأشكالهم الله تعالى he's addressing and saying to the يهود those who are like them and other than them other than them and those who are like them it is important that we understand and we realize this fact that although the يهود they are being addressed specifically the address is applicable to all those who are like them and all those who are similar to them. So it is not just restricted to them. And you will find that many things in the Quran, it comes like this. That we gain benefit, although others are being addressed or others are being spoken about, we still gain benefit from it. Because it is not restricted to them, but also those that are like them. An example of this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, غَيْرِ الْمَقْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَدْضَالِينَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And not those who the anger is upon. Not those who the anger is upon. غَيْرِ الْمَقْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ With the مَقْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ Then they are the Yahud. They are the Jews. وَالْضَالِينَ أي the ضالون here, they are the Nasara. But we gain benefit from this as the ulama they explain that it is them and those who are like them. The Jews, they are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is angry with, because they know the truth, but they don't follow it. 
So the ulama they explain that this is applicable to any alim, to any scholar who does not live in accordance to what he knows. To any scholar who does not live in accordance to what he knows. Then this is applicable because he is like the Jews while not living and implementing that which he knows. And those who are astray, they are the Christians. Why? Because the Christians, they don't have any knowledge. They just do things without knowledge. So anyone who is like them will fall into this category as well. So the ulama they explain an example of this is every worshiper who worships upon ignorance. Everyone who worships upon ignorance, that he will fall into this. They also explain that also what enters into this is Ahl bidah All of those individuals who are from the people of innovation, then they will enter into this. Because they are those who are doing religious acts without any proof. Without any textual proofs or evidences. Because bid'ah is that which is foreign to that which the Prophet ﷺ came with. So therefore by its very nature it is the void of all types of proofs and evidences. So it's not just restricted to the Jews and the Christians but also those who are like them. So this is an, an admonishment for us so as to not be like them. This is an admonishment for us so that we don't tread upon their way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says... وَلَا تَلْبِسُوا الْحَقَّ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَتَكْتُمُوا الْحَقِّ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And do not mix the truth with falsehood, nor hide the truth while you know. فَيَقُولُ تَعَالَى لَاهِيًا لِلْيَهُودِ وَغَيْرِهِمْ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْتَمِدُونَهُ مِنْ تَلْبِيسِ الْحَقِّ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَكِتْمَانِهِمُ الْحَقِّ وَإِذْهَارِهِمُ الْبَاطِلِ so Allah Ta'ala, He is prohibiting the Jews and those who are like them from those who rely upon hiding the truth, mixing the truth by hiding the truth with falsehood. They mix the truth in the falsehood. This is what they do. And they hide the truth and they expose falsehood. They hide the truth and they show the falsehood. They hide truth and they show falsehood. They make apparent the falsehood. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Preventing them from this, he says, And do not mix the truth with the falsehood. Nor hide the truth and you know. Rahimullah Ta'ala, he mentioned the statement of the Imam Al-Hafidh Ibn Kathir and his tremendous book, which is actually a summary of the Tafsir Ibn Kathir. He mentions, فَنَهَاهُمْ عَنْ شَيْئَيْنِ مَعًا So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He prevents them from two things simultaneously. He prohibits them from two things simultaneously. وَأَمَرَهُمْ And at the same time, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He commands them بِإِذْهَارِ الْحَقِّ he commands them to make the truth apparent. To make the truth apparent. And to be direct with regards to the truth. To make the truth apparent. To be apparent with regards to the truth. Don't hide the truth. Rather be apparent with the truth. Don't mix the truth with the falsehood. But call to the truth and the truth alone. This is that which we benefit from the ibad. It is upon us as the nation of Muslims. That we call mankind to that which is true. We prohibit them from that which is false. 
It is not for us to mix the truth and the falsehood. It is not for us to mix the truth and the falsehood. But rather it is for us to give to them the truth and only the truth. To call them to the truth and to warn them from the falsehood. وَقَالَ قَتَادَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى يَعْنِي لَا تَخْلُطُوا الْإِسْلَامِ بِالْيَهُودِيَّةِ وَالنَّصْرَانِيَّةِ قَتَادَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى He says what is meant, meaning from what is meant, but we can understand from what is meant, is do not mix Islam with Judaism. Nor with Christianity. That what is meant, do not mix the truth with the falsehood, meaning do not mix Islam with Judaism, nor with Christianity. Because we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Jews and the Christians, they are kufar. The Jews and the Christians, Ahl Kitab, they are kufar. So it's not for us to mix the Islam with their way. Because their way is the way of kufr. Whereas Islam is the way of iman. So it is not for us to mix the Islam with Judaism nor with Christianity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, لَمْ يَكُنِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ Allah ta'ala, He says, And those who disbelieve from the people of the book, and likewise the polytheists, the pagans, they are not going to what? Give up. They are not going to give up that which they are upon until there comes to them until there comes to them that which is clear. Until there comes to them Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam making it known, making it clear to them that which is the truth. Until the sinning of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam they're not going to give up what they are upon, they're going to stay upon that which they are upon. The shahid here is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he calls them kuffar. Allah ta'ala in this ayah he calls them Kufar Alladheena Kafaru From those who disbelieve Meaning the Kufar Allah Ta'ala He also says Inna alladheena kafaru Min ahli al-kitabi wal-mushrikeen Fi nari jahannam Khalideena fiha Ulaika hum Sharru al-bariya Allah Ta'ala He says And that verily Those who disbelieve Those who disbelieve from the people of the book. Meaning, those disbelievers who are Jews and Christians, and those disbelievers who are pagans, who are polytheists, that verily they will be inside of the Jahannam, the fire of hell. They will be there forever. They will be there forever. And they are the worst of creatures. Allah Ta'ala, He calls the kuffar, be they Jew, Christian, or pagan. Allah Ta'ala calls them the worst of creatures. So when one understands this reality, that Rabbul Izzah is calling them kuffar, and the worst of creatures, then we understand that there is not a single Muslim who is within his right frame of mind, who will ever want to mix their way with the truth. Whoever wants to mix and commingle 
their falsehood with that which is true. Because beyond a shadow of a doubt what they're upon is falsehood. And beyond a shadow of a doubt what we are upon is the truth. Naam. And this is the reality. So I don't want you to misunderstand or I don't want you to be confused by those who call you to tolerance into believing that tolerance means an acknowledgement of falsehood or that tolerance means an acceptance of falsehood. We are tolerant to the, to the extent that Islam has commanded us to be tolerant. Naam. We are tolerant to the extent that Islam commands us to be tolerant. So we're tolerant. There is no compulsion in the religion. We understand this. But at the same time, with the fact of there being no compulsion in a religion, this doesn't mean that I have to be accepting of your way. This doesn't mean that I have to acknowledge that your way is correct. La, your way is falsehood because Allah Ta'ala tells us it's falsehood. Your way is wrong because Allah Ta'ala tells us it's wrong. But we're tolerant. Let those who want to believe, believe. And let those who want to disbelieve, disbelieve. But we're not going to call disbelief, belief. Because you claim this is what it means to be tolerant. No, this is not what it means to be tolerant. At the end of the affair, the truth is the truth. And the truth is that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of. So with that being the case, ya ibad, it is incumbent upon the Muslims that we are clear and apparent upon the truth. So as to not harm mankind by leading them to believe that what they are upon is acceptable. If we know in fact that what they're upon is not acceptable. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it clear that what they're upon is not acceptable, then we can't lead them to believe that it's okay. But we have to be clear and apparent. We can't mix the truth with the falsehood. But we have to be clear. We have to be clear with them. We have to let them know exactly what is the truth. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explained that there will always be a group of his nation that will be like this. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي ظاهرين على الحق That they will not cease to be a group of my ummah who will be clear and apparent victorious upon the truth. لا يضرهم من خذلهم ولا من خالفهم They will not be harmed by those who abandon them nor by those who go against them. The Prophet ﷺ, as this hadith that comes in Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ, he said in a hadith that comes in Bukhari and Muslim, from the hadith of Muawiyah, they will not cease to be a group of my ummah, or from my ummah, who will be those who establish the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La yadurruhum. They will not be harmed by those who abandon them, nor by those who go against them. So the Prophet ﷺ, he's explaining to us, we understand from these narrations, that one, those who are clear and apparent upon the truth, there are going to be people who are going to abandon them, because and due to them being clear and apparent upon the truth. Those who don't mix truth and falsehood, you're going to have for mankind, those who are going to abandon them. And those who are going to go against them. Those who are going to fight them. Likewise, we understand, number two, is that those who are establishing the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're going to have those who are going to abandon you, and you're going to have those who are going to fight you, those who are going to contradict you. This is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he tells us, لَا يَدُرُّهُمْ مَنْ خَذَلَهُمْ 
They will not be harmed by those who abandon them, nor by those who fight them, contradict them, go against them. They will not be harmed. And this will be their situation as the Prophet said, until the command of Allah comes, and they are clear and apparent victorious upon the people. That this is the case, this is the way. So we have to, Ya Ibadullah, we have to be of those who are making the truth distinct. We have to be of those who are calling to good and forbidding the evil. We can't be of those who hide. We can't be of those who mix. We can't be of those who are quiet and silent, hiding the truth. We can't be of those who are mixing the truth with the falsehood. We can't be of those who are appeasing a people and letting them be upon that which is false, even though we know that it's false. We can't be of those who are appeasing of them out of fear that they will leave us or fear that they will go against us. Because as the Prophet said, and he is the one who is truthful, the one who is believed, as he told us, they will not be harmed by those who go against them or those who abandon them, nor by those who go against them and attack them. This is the haq, ya ibadullah. So be brave, be patient upon the sunnah and know that if you are clear and apparent, if you establish the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will not be harmed by those who abandon you, nor by those who go against you. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa li wa lakum wa li al-muslimin Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, a'ala rasulillah wa ba'al. Faqala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Bada al-islam gariban, wa sayyaudu gariban, fatuba lil-ghuruba. Faqalu ya rasulullah, mal ghuruba. Faqala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-ladhina yuslihuna, wa fi riwaya, yuslihuna, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that Islam began strange and it shall return to being strange. So glad tidings to the strangers. So it was said, and who are the strangers? O Messenger of Allah, who are those who are strange? Who are the strangers? So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, they are the ones who they rectify themselves and they rectify others when the people have become corrupt. So when the people have become corrupt, the Ghuruba, these ones who will have Tuba, this great success in this tree in paradise, they are those who will rectify themselves and those who will rectify others. Ya Ibadullah, if we want to be of those who adorn ourselves with the likes of these characteristics, then we have to be of those who Call the people to that which is correct. And of those who first and foremost call ourselves and adorn ourselves with that which is right and that which is correct. Because this is the characteristic of the ghurubah. They rectify themselves and they rectify others. Now, in order to do this, we have to call to good and forbid the evil. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَلْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ 
Allah Ta'ala, He says, And let there be from amongst you a nation who calls to good. They command with that which is correct. They command with that which is righteous, that which is good. And they prohibit from the evil. Verily these are the ones or these are the ones who most definitely are those who are successful. They are those who are callous to that which is good, commanding that which is good, forbidding that which is evil. We have to be of this nation, ya ibadullah. We are upon the huda that was sent down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we have to be of those who are calling mankind to that which has been revealed to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The nation who does this, Allah ta'ala, He explains what kind of nation is this? Is this a mediocre nation? This a nation below average or this the best nation? Allah ta'ala, He says, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. That verily you are the best nation that ever came out for the people. The best nation of the people ever. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He describes the characteristics of this best nation. Allah Ta'ala, He says, تَأْمُنُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You are commanders of good, commanding to the good, forbidding of the evil, and believing correctly in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So if we want to be that best nation, if we want to be that best nation, then we have to adorn ourselves with these characteristics. If we want to be successful, then we have to adorn ourselves with these characteristics in calling mankind to good while preventing them from evil. While calling mankind to good and prevent them from evil. Ya ibadullah, if we implement the Islam, you will see the world change. You will see the world change. Because we as Muslims, alhamd, we don't need any, any uh, convention this or convention that, be it Geneva or anything else. We don't need this constitution or that declaration or anything else written by these kuffar. Because you will find that which in Islam makes us free from the need of likes of these documents. Makes us free from the likes of these documents. Calling human beings to be to, to implement the right of human beings is what they call human rights. This was a concept that Islam taught us. This was a concept that Islam taught us. But the kuffar was still in the age of darkness. This was a concept that Islam taught us. When the kuffar were acting like barbarians upon the earth. We don't need anything that they have drafted. Because we have the huda from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to being right to prisoners of war and things in his nature. We don't need no Geneva Convention to tell us that. The Prophet wasallam gave us guidance, gave us huda, taught us how to treat those prisoners of war. Be they from the Jews, Christians, or pagans. Regardless, we have to treat them in, a, in an equitable manner. We have to treat them in a good manner. We have to tend to those who are wounded. We have to make sure that they're fed, make sure that they have water and so on and so forth. No one is oppressed because Islam prevents oppression. We have to understand the likes of the richness and the guidance that we are upon. We have to understand the Islamic legacy that it makes us free from the need of anything that the kuffar have come up with their feeble attempts because it's due and based upon the human efforts. This is something that is a must, Ya Ibad. We have to call the people to that which is right. We have to establish that which is right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتُ الزَّكَاةِ 
establish the prayer, pay the zakat and bow with the bowers. Ya ibadullah, this ayah, if we were to implement this ayah, ya ibadullah, you will see the world change. You will see the world change in so many manners, in so many ways. You will see the condition change when we implement the Islam. Because we understand the importance of the establishment of prayer. We understand the importance of the establishment of prayer. And we understand that this is something that we must establish. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And bow with those who bow. Pray with the prayers. Where do we pray with the prayers? Do we pray with the prayers in someone's backyard? Do we pray with the prayers in the park? Or do we pray with the prayers inside the masajid? The houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not to say that we can't pray with the prayers in the backyard, in the, in the park, if that's the only resources that we have. That's how important Salatul Jama'ah is. That if we don't have resources, that we can afford a masjid, then we pray together wherever. Because that's how important the Salat Jama'ah is. That's how important the congregational Salat is. But ala kullin, this will un- we will understand from this the need of what? Of maintaining the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And pay the zakat. So there shouldn't be a masjid from the masajid that are calling to khair that should ever have to go in front of the people and ask them for their wealth. This is embarrassment. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing upon all the men of the community that the masjid will have to ask, that the masjid will have to mention that they are in need of this or that they are in need of that. That masajid will have to go bankrupt and close down because the men of the community didn't maintain it. This is an embarrassment, ya ibadullah. But if we were to be of those who implemented this ayah and paid our zakat, and we were to be of those who gave sadaqah, and fear the fire even if with a nis or a portion of a date, even if with a portion of a date, fear the fire, protect yourself from the fire by doing what? By giving fi so, as a protection from you from the fire, for you from the fire. So, if we will implement this, then there will be no master that is wanting for anything. If the people were paying the zakat the way they were paying the zakat, ya ibadullah, there wouldn't be a single Muslim that was in need of anything. There wouldn't be a single Muslim in this community that was in need of anything. Islam told us to take from the wealth of the, the rich. Whatever sits for one year, not touch 2.5% and spit it on the poor. This was a system that Islam legislated over 1400 some odd years ago. This is a system that if it was implemented, it will relieve the need of any type of welfare system. There shouldn't be no Muslim who has to get food stamps. There shouldn't be no Muslim who needs cash assistance from the Kufar government. Why? Because if we were doing what we're supposed to do and pay our zakat, as we're supposed to pay our zakat and spend from our wealth, those who have it, the way we're supposed to spend for our, from our wealth, and then it was distributed to those who are deserving, those who are in need, and so on and so forth, then the Muslims will be taken care of without having to ask the Kufar for anything. So the mere fact that we have Muslims in our society, Muslims here in our community who are dependent on the welfare system, Muslims who need EBT, Muslims who need cash assistance from welfare and the like, then this shows you that what? This is due to lax. This is due to negligence upon the part of the Muslims as a whole. 
We should be of those who not only take care of ourselves, but then take care of our neighbors. This is the message we want to send to the kuffar. That we are those who take care of our own and we take care of other than us. We feed our own and we feed the Jew and we feed the Christian and we feed the Hindu and we feed the Buddhist and the Rastafarian and whoever else. To show them the superiority of Islam. This is what Islam calls us to do. This is how Islam calls us to be. To be of those who are benefit. To be of those who benefit the society. Not those who come and suck from the resources of the society. Not those who come and exploit the society. But those who get back and benefit the society. Those who are always with those who have the upper hand. Because the upper hand is better than the lower hand. The hand that gives is better than the hand that takes. As the prophet he informed us of. So we should be striving throughout all of these means, throughout all of these ways. To call the people to that which is right. Not just with our speech, not just with our speech, but also with our actions. Showing them this, showing them the good picture of Islam. Showing them what Islam has taught us. Showing them the beauty that comes when the people implement the Islam. This is why you had those who didn't even understand the Arabic language entering to Islam. When they saw the akhlaq, when they saw the, the, the mannerisms, when they saw the righteousness that the Salaf were upon, this is why those in China accepted Islam. They didn't even understand Arabic language. They didn't even understand. But they understood that this one, he is honest. This one, he doesn't cheat me. This one, he doesn't get over on me. This one, he doesn't steal from me. This one, he is honest. He is righteous. He is nice. He is this. He is that. What they are upon is that which made them be like this. Then what they are upon must be the truth. It must be the truth that such justice will come from a people. That such justice will come from a people. This has to be the truth. So they accepted Islam and they didn't even understand Arabic language. They didn't even understand Arabic language. They accepted Islam. And likewise, you saw Islam spreading in those days. You saw Islam spreading nations becoming Muslim because they see that any people, when they implement what they're upon, if this is the result, then what they're upon has to be the haq. It has to be the haq. Only the haq will produce results like this. Ain't no falsehood gonna produce no result like that. That has to be the truth. So they accepted the Islam. Now look at the picture nowadays that we give. Look at the picture nowadays that we give. Taking planes and crashing them into buildings. Blowing up the square. Blowing up funeral processions. Blowing up people in the marketplace. If this is not the epitome of treachery, I don't know what is. Do you wonder why they don't trust you? You wonder why when you go and you want to travel, you, they put you through this and do that. Because we're showing the Muslim as a whole, showing the people that well, we're not trustworthy. This is not correct, ya ibad. And this is why we have to be of the first of the people. The first of the people. To stand up and condemn the likes of these things. We have to be the first of the people. To stand up and condemn the likes of these things. That we should be ashamed if any Jew or Christian upon their bathroom, any Jew or Christian who the Prophet, who Allah Ta'ala says, Sharru Bariya, the worst of the creatures, or any pagan, will ever condemn them before us. We should never let that be the case. We should be the first in condemning them and teaching them what is truly Islam. This is not Islam, but rather this is what Islam really is. What these people are doing is not from us, but rather this is how they're supposed to be. We have to do this, Ya Ibadullah. We have to show the people that which is correct. We have to ourselves be upon that which is correct. And no doubt, when we do this, it's going to be difficulties.
people of falsehood not going to like that. Some people who was with us, who we thought were with us, they're going to leave us. Because the reality will become clear. No, this is not what they with. They really want the falsehood and the like. Others are going to go against us and fight us because they're scared of the truth. So we have to understand, we have to know that we're going and have to be patient. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ And be patient. Yani seek aid and assistance through patience and prayer. Seek aid and assistance through patience and prayer. So these are hard times. No matter what the hard times be from, whether they be economically, whether they be the harms that we receive in the dawah and so on and so forth or what have you. During these times that are hard, rough and difficulty, we must, we must seek aid and assistance through patience and prayer. So there's not a single one from amongst us who was touched with a difficulty, a calamity that they should be those who are increasing in their prayer. Those who are increasing in their prayer. Those who are steady upon their obligatory prayers and increasing in the voluntary prayers. This is a must, ya ibad. But Allah Ta'ala, He informs us, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ But this is something that is most difficult except for, or except upon those who are khashi'een. The ulama of tafsir, they explain that what is meant by khashi'een, it means those who truly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who truly believe in the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who truly believe in the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that these are those who truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when one truly fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it will be easy for him to seek assistance in, through patience and prayer. It will be easy for him. to, to yeah, with, with, with the prayer in particular, as the, the kalima returns back, uh, that verily it, meaning the prayer. So it's easy for them because they know that the promise of Allah Ta'ala is true and that the punishment of Allah Ta'ala is real. So they strive, they strive out of fear from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and loving Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala out of hoping for His reward and fearing His punishment, they strive and this is how they live their lives. So they ask that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He makes us of this lot but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his of them and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his of those who hear statements and then he follow the best of it هذا يا عباد الله فأقيموا الصلاة فإن الصلاة تنهى عن الفشائي والمنكر